Alright, ladies and gentlemen, it's still the rainy Saturday morning. Uh, we're cutting several podcasts because we're behind. I'm a piece of shit friend and I went on a road trip last weekend and we weren't able to do anything last weekend and then life bit me on the ass for taking that road trip so I wasn't able to get anything that I needed to get done done. So, Gabriel Devine's taking the heat for this one. We're doing three podcasts in one day. They probably won't all be posted in one day, but we're getting three of them done. So, I'm here with Titanic. We are about to talk all about the man himself, the showstopper, the heartbreak kid, Mr. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels. My idol. My hero in this business. I have... Watch this guy since I can remember sitting down and watching wrestling. Other than now, hold on before you cut in. Other than Jeff Jarrett and, and Jerry Lawler and some of those guys, this is the the be all end all for me. No disrespect to Ric Flair, because God knows I love Ric Flair. Woo, the Nature Boy. But in my eyes, Shawn Michaels is the end all be all. You love Triple H. Therefore, you're you're the game of our thing, and I'm the heartbreak kid of our thing. But Shawn Michaels is the all-around best in-ring, entertaining wrestler in my mind. Because not only can he wrestle, catch his catch scan, technical hold for hold, he can mm-hmm. still throw out the flips and the high spots. Mm-hmm. He can talk. And if he's a heel, he can piss you off and make you want to kick his ass. And if he's a baby face, he'll make you want to cry and cheer him on and have his back. The man does the craft the way the craft needs to be done. He can tell a story, and it all starts... You know, years ago, I mean, and I don't even have to look at the bio to tell you this. He was born into a military family. Yeah, he's got the goofy eye. He had, uh, I don't even remember why he had the, the messed up eye. There was some, he had some injury. As a kid, he couldn't tell right from left, so he'd always put his shoes on the wrong feet. He played football. Well, uh, he had some kind of a thing, kind of like dyslexia or some shit, where he couldn't tell right from left, so somebody told him to go right, he'd go left. Because he couldn't tell, he he seriously couldn't tell right from left, but he he learned and figured it out. But he, he grew up in Texas. He traveled because he had a military family. His father was in, I don't even remember. Um, well, I've read all of his books. No, Sean was not. Sean never went to the military. Oh. Uh, no, sir. I know I was going through Facebook and uh, some, they, uh, one of the classic channels on mm-hmm. uh, Facebook pages, they uh, they put they showed his match against uh, at the uh, uh, Sportatorium against the one-man gang. Right. So Shawn Michaels, the greatest entertainer of all time, has lost to Akeem the African Dream. That was years ago, man. Come on. (laughs) I loved the one-man gang back in the day. So he was actually born in Arizona, raised pretty much in Texas after his father got out of the military. And it doesn't, the bio here is, is redonkulous. It doesn't have all the information. He, uh, he attended Southwestern Texas State University in San Antonio or San Marcos, whatever the fucking one of them towns down there. They all run together. Uh, when he originally started, 
they spelled his name as Sean S E A N Michaels mm -hmm. when he was wrestling back in it was like the Dallas Sportatorium and things like that. Right. He was trained, of course, everybody knows, by the legendary Jose Lothario. Mm -hmm. His given name, which turned into his wrestling name, was Michael Sean Hickenbottom. He turned his name around, put his first name in front of his or his middle name in front of his first name and got Sean Michaels and boom. The rest is history. He's been what four time Yeah, four time world champion, WWF championship three times. World Heavyweight Championship once with the WWE. He's a two-time Royal Rumble winner. WWF Grand Slam Champion. WWF Triple, WWF Triple Crown Champion. He's a WWE Hall of Famer twice for himself and for being a part of D-Generation X. Yeah. And, uh, man, he's just... He's fucking it. So what's your first memory of Sean? Jesus... I remember being little, and I, I can recall him working a few shows for Mid-South and seeing some of his stuff there, but my first actual experience that I can just, was when he was wrestling Austin at Mania. I remember him having the back problems, but we didn't know he had the back problems, but you could tell there was something wrong with him, and he dropped the belt to Austin, and I remember the press conference where he kicked the door open and walked out. And then I loved it when they brought him back for a little bit, and he was doing the commissioner gimmick. He did the commissioner gimmick, and I loved him as the commissioner. He would come out playing. You know, he'd drop the basketball and say, "Oh, look, look, somebody dropped the ball." <laughs> give me, a, give me his bio again. And he would do the. Uh, he did the. There's a new sheriff in town, Vinnie Mac, and just right. goofy shit. You know, being Sean Mike. Uh, and then he disappeared for a while. Uh, he found Christ, which was an amazing thing for him. It takes forever to load in your house, man. It takes forever to load in mine, even when the Wi-Fi is on. Oh, go ahead. But he, uh, he found Christ, came back, and I loved the angle they did with him and Triple H. Triple H trying to get him to be the old Shawn Michaels, put his face through the window of the car, set up for the... Uh, unsanctioned street fight he came back was in the wheelchair got up danced on the casket and all that good crap uh, he won the world championship wore them ugly ass tights you gotta put them ugly ass tights over Sean cause woo do you know he started in the NWO yes okay just tonight yeah he started in NWA worked mid-south he worked for the uh, Continental States promotion he worked for Texas he worked for all kinds of them um I'm gonna really shock you here. Go ahead. So my first time seeing, uh, that's why I needed this pull this up because then I'd be able to tell you who they wrestled because I'll never forget it. I remember them as the Rockers. I loved them as the Rockers. But when he was a Rocker, when him and Marty Jannetty, they wrestled Doug Summers and Buddy Rose. Yes. And Sensational Sherry was with, I was, she wasn't with the Rockers, she was with Buddy and them, wasn't she? Yeah, she was never with the Rockers. She, she was, was just with Sean. Sean when he turned by himself. Um, guess where that match was? That was in Texas, was it not? No. Where was that match? Kennett, Missouri. Are you serious? At the fair. Oh, be damned. They were set up outside, and that was the big match. And we ran into Sean at the car. At his car. Hell yeah. Lucky bastard. 
That was my first memory. Because so I've got the autographed eight by ten. I was I, I was a big Rockers fan. <laughs> I was one of those that I didn't cry, but I was like, "Why, Sean? Why?" But he threw Marty through the plate glass window. When he did it, I was probably too young to remember it, but I've seen the footage. You know, as I got older. Mm -hmm. My first thought, I, I didn't even get emotional about it. I was just like, well, he dropped dead weight. Yeah, Marty didn't have the career <laughs> that Sean had. And it, I'm horrible. <laughs> um, you know, but there's, you know, I wouldn't call it dead weight. I mean, because there's certain guys in tag teams, when they broke away, one was the ended up being the man. I'm glad you went there because I'm going to touch on something and then we'll get on to the Shawn Michaels thing. We, I bought the Crockett Cup. Send it to you so you can watch it. I, I, I've only got to watch bits and pieces of it. I yeah, only I bought it. Part, I only watched parts of it so far. I only bought it for two matches. I don't give a shit who won the Crockett Cup. I don't give a shit about half the guys that were on the card. I bought it so I could watch the Rock and Roll Express's old ass take on them boys. Yeah. And too. I bought it so I could watch the one and only villain take on the national treasure, Magnus, for right. the NWA world title. Or Nick Aldis, I'm sorry. Yeah. Now, I have not got to watch The Villain and Nick Aldis yet. I have, however, got to watch The Rock and Roll Express versus Dem Boys. Let me just say this before you say anything. I don't give a shit what year it is, how many decades they've been wrestling. Ricky and Robert keep going, don't they? Them old motherfuckers can still go. They may be wearing fucking depends under their tights, but them some bitches still gonna whoop your ass. They did really good. And I've worked Ricky Morton. I've been in the ring with Ricky Morton. Hell, I've been in the ring with Robert Gibson. But them boys can still go. Yeah, and let is. me just say this. They don't change nothing. Granted, they've added a few new tricks to the gimmick. You know, seeing Ricky Morton pop off a fucking Canadian Destroyer cracks me up. Watching him do the Frankensteiner. Just funny as hell knowing that he's 60-something years old and he's out there doing Frankensteiners and Canadian Destroyers. I love it. But I'm sitting there. And my fiance's sitting here with me. And I'm just glued to this match. And she said, what's wrong with you? I said, I'm watching somebody in a fucking time capsule. I said, these two old motherfuckers, I remember being a kid in Jonesboro when they would come down there. They forgot that. At the Earl Bell. Right. <laughs> these motherfuckers don't realize how old they are. Yeah. They out here doing shit that I can't even do no more because of my neck and back. It's amazing. And my first thought was, well, wait a minute. You look in the ring. Ricky Morton take the ass whipping. Ricky Morton always take the ass whipping. Robert Gibson on Avery. Hot tag. Called it. Have you ever noticed that shit? No. I ain't never this seen Robert Gibson get his actually, ass whipped. You know, I've heard a hundred thousand times, you know, Ricky Morton, one of the best sellers. In the oh, yeah. I actually sat and watched that. Okay. And actually paid attention to it. And you could actually see him just reaching out for the crowd. Oh, yeah. And oh, the crowd starts chanting, rock and roll, rock and roll. And it's let so me cool. just say one thing. That fucking that crowd. That was time watching the burst goes. That fucking crowd was not into that fucking show. I, I dig it. I dig what they did. Oh, the old, The old style NWA ring. Mm -hmm. Even the ring of honor letters were old style NWA design yeah. it was it was old school feel you got a mesh of people in that crowd you got the old folks that are in their 70s and 80s same age as Ricky and Robert that used to watch them when they were kids 
or, or my age and your age now back then sitting in the crowd and they got their kids and their grandkids and nobody was into that motherfucking show. Not a single person popped during that Royal Rumble for the title tag spot. Nobody popped on that first tag match. Rock and Roll comes out there. Jim Cornette gets the Nobody ring. They do the promo. People, but I don't even know why they didn't pop on that. They they got to cheer for the Rock and Roll. That's the only time I heard a pop. It's crazy. I don't understand it. But now that we've ran our mouths 12 minutes and I got off on my soapbox about the Rock and Roll Express being in a time capsule, fuck you, Ricky and Robert. Making it look easy. Yeah, no doubt. We're going to go to the footage. And we're just going to cut to the chase. We're not going to watch 100 different matches. We're not going to try to play you a bunch of fucking clips. We're going to play one of the greatest matches, one of the greatest stories told with Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels in it. Ric Flair was in a must-win situation in Orlando, Florida. WrestleMania 24. 24. If Ric Flair loses... He must retire. Now, granted, we all know Ric Flair did not retire completely because he ended up coming back and he went to TNA and all that good gaga. And maybe one day we'll talk about Ric Flair and all his gaga. But the buildup was amazing for this match. Old some yeller. of the, yes, some of the most, man, just felt intense. When Shawn Michaels told Ric Flair, I'm going to do you like they did old yeller. I'm going to take you out back and put you down. I remember sitting on the edge of my chair, hanging on every word of that conversation, thinking, Jesus Christ, everybody's going to hate him because he's going to do it. Because just the look on his face. Not that he wanted to, but he had to. Because there was the it's Shawn Michaels. It's I Rick think this, this, this is a match. I mean, it's not two guys in the prime, but it's two guys, two of the best of all time. And this is why we decided to do this match. I mean, this is one of those matches, you know how everybody always wanted Sting and Taker. Everybody always wanted Sting and Taker. Everybody always wanted Triple H and, and whoever. Right. You want that big dream match. Right. And, and they did it perfect. Flair had beat countless opponents to keep his job. Vince McMahon was on a mission to end Flair's how many ever fucking year career, 16 titles, all that good shit. It all culminates. WrestleMania 24, Orlando, Florida. If you want to join on, you can go to the WWE Network, go to the in-ring, find WrestleMania. It's in 2008, WrestleMania 24. We are at the time of 1.23.40. And when I we do the countdown, we'll hit play, and we'll, we'll have the, the... I remember exactly where I was, too, who I was, I was with. <laughs> I was sitting in a locker room, watching on a big screen TV, Rodney Mack, Jazz, Frank was there, Mr. Martin, and I'm not sure who all else. But we had done, and it was the first time that I hadn't been somewhere other than, you know, at maybe where they were for the show or whatever. It was one of those times where I was at a wrestling show. We had done a, a live show that day and sold tickets to it and then sold the show, and we were all going to watch WrestleMania with the fans. Kind of like a meet and greet thing. Yeah. And... So I'm sitting 
with Rodney and Jazz and a couple of the other guys and Frank were all sitting there watching this. And I just remember everybody had that look and that that moment, you know, you realize that this was the end of a career. That he was done, but then he wasn't. But anyway, all right, let's roll that beautiful footage, let's hit that music, and let's entertain. All right. Five, four, three, 15. two, one, play. Comes HB Shizzle. Always like that outfit. He didn't really do anything different. No. You know, he, he wasn't up. happy. He was not excited about having to kill off his hero. He watched and idolized Flair. Of course. They, you know, that was somebody he looked up to. That was somebody that he he idolized in this business. And they became friends, and it was hard for him. But he was honored because Flair handpicked him right. to be the one. We should have played the uh, video package before the match. Yeah, we know. We're not that cool today. Manias, man, are huge. Yeah. I love how they have the pyro going off all the way around the top of that building. That was also the year, I believe, that somebody's pyro that went off up at the top Taker. caught fire at yeah, the top of the building. Yeah. I believe he's talking to Flair's family. Yeah, they're right there on the front row. Now, this was before the passing of Reed. Reed was set in front row. David was there. Charlotte was there. And Megan was there, along with, uh, was it his wife at the time? Tiffany. Yeah. Yeah. She's no longer uh, alive. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll find it amusing, think, do we? Well, you know, I think Flair was, you know, the 16-time world champion. Let's try to do 16-time marriage. Right, fuck that. I'm working on getting this third one started so that I don't have to go through another one because if this one ends, this was the perfect woman. I ain't going for another one. Here goes Deitch. 
Now granted, I'm gonna share this bit of information. That blue robe that he's wearing has actually been cut up and used Charlotte. on Charlotte's, uh, one of Charlotte's designs. I believe it was her 32. I believe so. In Dallas. They put some big money in those robes. Oh yeah, $30,000 or more. Some of them robes are pretty expensive. Player gets some big ass pyro. You know, Flair, I don't even know how he was at this time. But he still was able to go. Oh, yeah. And like I said, Shawn Michaels is my favorite, but that's not taking anything away from guys like Ric Flair because Ric Flair could go. Back in the day, some of my favorite matches were Flair and Dusty, Flair and Harley, Flair and Steamboat. Yeah, I was a Flair Steamboat person. Speaking of Steamboat, did you know him and Randy Savage's five-star match was 12 minutes long? Are you serious? Yeah. The, lo the longest match of the night was Hogan and Andre. How the hell did that happen? Uh, well, you put a four-minute rest hold on <laughs> Hogan. You're going to get something out of him there. He's 14 minutes long. That's probably the longest match he's ever been in. Who, Hogan? Yeah. No. No, I think The Rock put him in that one. <laughs> Which <laughs> lost? Which lost to the Shawn Michaels? <laughs> bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It lost bad. It was pretty unanimous that everybody wanted to hear about old HBK. I like his boots where he's got the RF on them. Oh, yeah, I've always liked that. Charlotte has started that as well. So you got Sean in, you got Nate, and you got Little Nate. Yep. I hung out with him, Little Nate. Yeah. In New Orleans the year I was down there for Mania. We ate lunch together. He's had a hell of a career for a referee. Started out in WCW, made it to WWE, and he's been he's been doing it for a while. And he literally does patent his haircut after Ric Flair. <laughs> I'm not sure it's not one of Flair's illegitimate kids somewhere down the line. <laughs> <laughs> Possibility. <laughs> you got classic Flair. He hits Sean with a hip toss. Sean comes up on his knees looking at Flair. Flair doing that nature boy strut. 
you got woo signs all in the crowd. This is one of those moments where you can get chill bumps. Well, I want to hear him light him up. Oh, Yeller, huh? And then there he goes, he bought himself on the tongue. Flair chopped Sean. Sean slapped Flair. <laughs> Flair bit his tongue. And so got color. <laughs> <laughs> he did it all the time. Flair goes, oh, Yeller, huh? Sean looks at him says, give me all you got. And they're running their mouths, and Flair with a chop. Mm. Mm. Flair, chop, punch. Sean reverses it. <laughs> chop, chop. Throw him in the corner chop. and give him, a, give him a bank drop. <laughs> nope. Oh, Ooh, I saw a punch. Chop, punch. That's what he does. If you're not ever oh, here we go. That, here we go. Here he we shoots go. Flair into the corner. Flair comes oh, back. Boom. Oh, whoa. Hey, hold up. What happened to the backdrop? <laughs> they, they called an audible, fucker. <laughs> back elbow, Sean. Man, look at the way he sells. He took that back elbow like Flair took his head off. So, would you like to, next week, would you like to try to, on the next poll, put Flair on there? Do you want to try to do a watch along? Sure. Of a whole show? or That's up to you. When are you going to get out of this fucking bed? Hell if I know. And I tried the other day. I tried, I tried sitting. I sat for 20 minutes. I've been hurting. I hurt for all day yesterday. I need you to get out of this fucking bed so we can go on an eight hour road trip. And party on bourbon again. I got to make money first. Yeah, I know that feeling. I'm still a long ways away from doing that. So Flair just gave Sean the, the gorilla press off the top. Now Sean was going for it. Flair Gives it a uncharacteristically takes the crossbody dive off the top. Sean kicks out at two. Picks him up. I always loved that move. The knee breaker into the figure four. Oh! Sean yeah, the knee breaker, you know, right. getting it set up. Sean with baseball slide drop kick. Flair goes down. Oh, this right here hurts. Yeah. This hurts me. Sean is, and then this is what I'm talking about right here. He takes and springboards off that middle rope. And oh. he folds his whole midsection. Folds. And those tables have been reinforced. They did not move the monitors. They did not move the top of it. That table's been reinforced, and you can tell, because when he hit it, oh his God. fucking ribs folded around that fucking table. I was sitting there going... Well, look at him. His eyes are like, oh. He's bugging out of his fucking head. They're straight. They're straight now. <laughs> and that, oh, my God. Good call. Yeah, right? And the voices you hear besides ours are the legendary Hall of Famers, Jerry the King Lawler and good old J.R. Jim Ross. Have you listened to Grilling J.R. yet? No, I have not. Oh, it's pretty good. Is it? Yeah, I really like it. They did the curtain call this week. Did they? Yeah. I need to check that out. <laughs> Ross, they asked him, Conrad asked him, he said, was you there? He goes, nope, but I felt like I was afterwards. <laughs> right. 
So he's doing it with Conrad now? Yeah. Good deal. Yeah, they changed the... Uh, Man, that moves That off. one JR podcast that switched over to growing the JR. There you go. Because I was trying to find it, and it switched over on my podcast. Which I listen to everybody. I try, but my favorite overall is Jim Cornette. I can't get into Cornette, but I love Cornette. I love Cornette's podcast because he's just a rambling lunatic. He will literally talk about anything, politics and all. Yeah, this week, you know what the title was? What? Assorted BS. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like some shit we would do. I think that's why I like it so much. I think we have done it. I think so. But, uh, no, I would love to listen to JR's because I just love hearing him talk, and, and he is so with it. And he's been around forever, too. The first one was um, leaving WCW for WWE. I bet that's a good one. I'll have to find that. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do that while we're sitting here talking about it. Yeah, just go to that thing that you showed me. I go to my thing here. Yeah, that's, that's the one I do. Grilling. Grilling, or J, grilling JR. Because it was uh, that one JR podcast. If my phone would... Hey, won't you turn the Wi-Fi off? Yeah, why don't I do that? Because I don't remember the fucking password anytime I'm here. What? There we go. That's where it always keeps on. All right. We're going to subscribe. Auto download. Oh, yes. Subscribe. And it will download those while I'm sitting here, and then I'll have something to listen to in the truck. Oh. Leave it to Jerry Lawler to go fucking watch the movie to point out the fact that they put the dog down because it had rabies, not because it was too old. Jackass. Do you know what I almost did the other day? What did you almost do? I almost podcasted by myself. I know that would have been crazy. But guess what was on TV? What was on TV? Celebrity, celebrity wife swap. You should have done it. Rick Flair, Rick Flair and Roddy Piper. Oh, God. <laughs> that would have been entertaining. Wendy made Popper go out and spend money. Right. She had paid the bill was $8,700. And he just, he pulled out his cash and she goes, 8700 And he turned around, he just threw a credit card. <laughs> Another moonsault and he kind of half gets him. And gets most of the floor. We're horrible at these commentary jobs. Unless we're at a live show. If we're at a live show, we do great when we got a microphone in our hand because we don't know when to shut up. And when somebody's throwing chops at somebody. Ladima! The chop heard around the world. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. Right? I didn't hear it. Do it again. You didn't hear it? No. Thank God uh, they like me. <laughs> I, I just have to say, I love Bam Bam Bundy, but buddy, please don't ever chop me. Definitely in a 20 degree room. Yeah, no shit. I can handle it other times. So what show do you want to put up for yourself? 
and I'll, I'll, I'll put it on there. I'm cold. Oh, let's see. Let me think in a minute. You think, uh, while we're, there's the kip up, and you can tell his ribs are hurting from that table, and there it is, the atomic drop, check the nuts, throw the punch, Shawn Michael Flair feeds back up, another atomic drop, throw the punch. Did you say check the nuts? Yeah. And there's that. <laughs> Body slam. Oh, oh yeah. I love that, that bump there. <laughs> Flair cracks me up with some of the shit he did in his older days. So, while we're sitting here talking about follow-alongs, do you think you're going to be up and about by the 25th? I hope. Because uh, I have it with good uh, elbow I, drop. I hope that I'm going to be back to work before then. Well, I have it with good authority that there's going to be a uh, double or nothing, you know, on the 25th. Have they finally put it on the Fight Network or Fight App? Not yet. But, uh, which I ain't been watching the fight app. I don't keep up with it that often. I just go in there and buy stuff when I want to watch it. Right. But, um, here it comes, right here. No, this ain't it, is it? Nope, that ain't it. No, this ain't it. There she I thought that there. was, yeah, I thought that was the moment. But, uh, we're going to try to watch it over at the Cajun Lounge that night and enjoy it. And, uh, we couldn't pull the hammer. But Flair says, don't worry, I can't. Right, he says, I ain't gonna pull the trigger, but I'm going to. And the crowd goes banana. But uh, I'd like to be able to fire up the grill that day, maybe make some Cajun chili, get us some Creole chili and some Cajun dips. And Spicy or butter. Oh, hell yeah, you know me. Set it up and uh, enjoy watching Double or Nothing. Yeah, I'm hoping to be back at work within probably a week. Good deal. We need you because there ain't nothing else going on. It's uh, done a lot. It's, it's, it's getting better. Closer. That's good. My poor fiance is working a 12-hour shift. They had a nurse that didn't show up on days so uh her and one of the other nurses are having to carry their weight in their cottages and carry the weight in the other cottages and Oop, fire. here we go i took her her coffee this morning with that uh bridge there flare <laughs> well like he tried to give him a titty twister but he ended up just punching because he couldn't get him to bridge up i could get the bridge up the bridge they've done for many many years You know the only thing they didn't do on this one? They usually pulled his damn tights down yep. and his ass. They didn't do it this time. I guess you gotta take some match serious. Right. Chop him. There we go. Chop him again. How dare you? No. <laughs> Sean's like, I ain't taking no more of your chops. No. That shit hurts. 
You can take mine though. Flair reverses, shoots Sean in, and Sean does the Flair bump right there. That's a trademark of Flair. And the chop block to the knee. And if nobody knows what I'm talking about by that's a Flair bump, Flair used to take that bump that Sean just took in the corner where he does the flip into the turnbuckle and go over the apron. Flair would go down the apron and normally take a clothesline or something from somebody and bump off the apron. Sean does it where he flips up the, the turnbuckle and back into the ring. And when he was in the ring with Sting and Luger, he would do the flip over, run, and jump up. Right. And then and they'd do the gorilla you know, press. Gorilla press. Oh, Nate's got hit in the head. Nate's a live. Poor little Nate. Sean went for the Insiguri. Flair ducked it, locks in the figure four again. You can see on Flair's face that it's getting close. Shoulders down, Flair got that figure four locked in. I know what I want to pick. What are you going to pick? Super Clash 3. The night that Lawler became Unified World Champion. Okay. For him and Kerry Von Erich. And then, uh, and the thing is, that wasn't even the main event. See, I'm trying to figure out. Michaels got to the ropes. Flair breaks the figure four because Little Nate told him to. Now, Flair's going to mess with Little Nate and rough him up. You know, I, I I I don't know if we could find all the the whole show footage of some of the stuff that I'd want to to go over. Or what? Like the shows with Race and Flair or Flair and Dusty. Starcade? Do they have all of Starcade? Mm. Okay. There was one super kick. Flair took that square in the face, and both men are down. Sean can't capitalize. He's hurting and wore out. Flair's blowed up and tired. Both men are taking a break. Sean throws the arm over. One, two. Flair gets the arm up. He says, I ain't going out like this. Yeah, I'd like to cover some of Starcades because they have some really good shit. You know, I think Midnight Express is on some of those shows. and They got some really good stuff on there. And I love, like I said, I love the Flair and Harley stuff and the Flair and Dusty stuff. Hell, I'd like to sit down one day and just go over the the WCCW stuff and and watch some of the footage they have from the older days and talk about it and kind of give our insight and right. thoughts on shit. Get up, he's old, he's tired, you kicked him in the freaking face. You kicked him in the old face. It's elderly abuse. You know, unfortunately, we, we didn't we didn't even do our intro like we normally do our intro for this. We didn't even play the Heartbreak Kids music or anything. I'm just a sexy boy. <laughs> sexy boy. <laughs> I'm not your boy, Tori. Oh! 
blown by Flair. The mule kick with the referee distracting. I think everybody knows that this was going to be it, but damn it. They made you believe Flair could still pull it out. Oh, uh, yeah. They, they showed that Flair could still go. Because I sat there watching this, and I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, Flair might actually win. I'm thinking, this is WrestleMania. This is WrestleMania 24. Flair, Flair could win. I know. I looked over at whoever I was with. I was like, is Flair winning? Is this going to happen? <laughs> and here is Shawn Michaels' version of the, four, uh, the figure four. Flair dragging Michaels. Trying to get out of this inverted figure four, which I have used, by the way. The you know one of my favorite matches with Flair in it? Flair grabbed the ropes. Which one? You know the one they did in Greenville with him and Triple H? After Triple H got his ass whooped by Kevin Nash. Flair grabs the ropes, takes the turnbuckle pad off the bottom. The referee is distracted trying to put it back on there. Flair uses that thumb to the eye. Dirtiest player in the game. What were you saying now? I'm sorry. You know, when they did the show in Greenville where he wrestled Triple H after Triple H uh, yeah. got his ass whooped the yeah. day before. That was always a really good one. Deshaun came in there and he's like, be Ric Flair. Be the old Ric Flair. Be the dirtiest player in the game. Be the nature boy. I remember all that. Oh. Now they're just going to sit here and <laughs> chop each other. <laughs> I think I'm dying. Something's got to give. Well, yeah, you just got to pull the trigger. Put old yellow down. Oh, no, I don't want you dying. Oh, I thought Oh, another kill. super kick. Sean looks dead. Like, when he when he hit him with the kick, he, he just took the face bump. He didn't move for a minute. Well, hell, you take all the damn shots. Excuse you? I ain't taking no damn chops. I don't throw chops. I don't want to take them. Yeah, I was stupid. Okay, here we go. I think this is it. Sean's in the corner. He doesn't want to pull that trigger yet. He's waiting for Flair to get up. He's thinking about it. Flair's crying. Flair is in tears, begging Sean to bring it on. He says, I'm sorry, and I love you, and there it is. Straight to the jaw. One, two, three. The ending of an era. And Sean, after you know, the cover everybody's asked down. Flair. Everybody's talked to Sean. I wonder what that meant to Charles Robinson. That is a good question. And I'm sure that meant a hell of a lot to him since Flair got him to start the business. And he was able to referee Flair's last match with them. And Sean skedaddles up the ramp. So And that is so Flair. uncharacteristic for Sean because Sean would normally stand up on the apron, play to the crowd, thank them, do the typical Shawn Michaels thing, 
But this is all about Ric Flair. But that's one of our favorite matches. And I teared up watching him tell him, I'm sorry and I love you. This is the real moment. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, this episode of Wrestling with the Locals has been great. They're, they're still playing the footage of Flair, of course. He's you know going to cuddle with his family and, and cry and have that moment. And it was an amazing moment, a great moment. Um, I'll take this. You go ahead and find the next thing. I'll end this one, and we'll start the next one. But, man, what a career for Shawn Michaels. You know, he, he started as a young boy watching this business, going to shows. His dad helped him, you know, get with his trainer. He busted his ass. He started at the bottom, became, you know, a champion, a triple crown champion and all that. And, and to retire your boyhood idol and to be where Shawn Michaels has been and been in the ring with some of the greatest. That's why I wanted Shawn on the pole. Sean is it. You know, you, you got guys like Dolph Ziggler. He idolizes Shawn Michaels. Everything he does is patented after the Heartbreak Kid, and you can see that in the way he works. All day, every day. Exactly. Uh, a lot of guys will tell you Shawn Michaels was their influence. Did you hear the sad news? Mm-mm. Seamus may end up having to be forced to retire. Yeah, because he's got the same shit in his neck that I've got. Yeah, he's had the wrestlers issue. Yep, seems to be a trend with us guys. So, anyway, with that said, we're going to wrap this episode up. And on a positive note, we're going to go out the only way we should have came in, since Carl was slacking today. I am Gabriel Devine, the Crescent City villain. He is Titanic the Love Boat. And we are wrestling with the locals, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Thank you for listening to Wrestling with the Locals, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you enjoyed the show.